When everyone's on the same page, getting things done at work is easy. No matter what you do or what industry you're in, how you communicate is key. Everything you type is equally important to collaboration, and Grammarly can help. Think of it as your AI writing partner, empowering you to communicate effectively and efficiently so you can make a bigger impact in the workplace. 96% of Grammarly users say it helps them craft more impactful writing. And as the gold standard of responsible AI, Grammarly is your secure AI writing partner that allows your team to make their point and move faster. By understanding your writing and context, Grammarly provides relevant, personalized suggestions. And with tone suggestions, you can navigate even the most difficult work conversations. You can also save time from spending hours editing drafts to just seconds with one click. Sign up and download Grammarly for free at Grammarly.com slash podcast. That's G-R-A-M-M-A-R-L-Y dot com slash podcast. Easier said, done. It's Reality Bites. Every episode on the Believe Podcast Network, I sit down with one of my famous, or not, sports-loving, lawn-mowing, beer-chugging guy friends who I force to sit and watch what most men are forced to watch by a loved one multiple times a week on this great country of ours, reality television. Most men pretend not to like it or admit that they watch it, but I force them to talk about it on Reality Bites. I'm Rob Evers, your sports-loving, beer-chugging host who just happens to be obsessed with reality TV. Guys, every week I usually get one of my friends to sit down and talk about a specific show. We go through the characters. We talk about the people on it. This time I'm going to do something very, very different. I have actually got two guys that are on a reality TV show to sit down and talk to me about what it's like to be the people on here. Not only do I have two guys on a show, but I would say that you guys are probably the most recognizable male personalities on a reality tv show right now mr Jax taylor and mr tom schwartz thanks for having me wow thank you for that introduction would you guys agree with that that? sexy introduction (laughs) can you do that for all the podcasts or all the events that i do can you just announce yeah i'll just announce you yeah just (laughs) coming to the stage one of your favorite most recognizable you had a great cadence too very very just warm yeah that's That's like 10 years of acting school. That's what it all got me right there. That and learning how to drive a car in a commercial audition (laughs) and eat a hamburger. I know know all about the pretend to be driving cars in auditions. You know that. Oh, yeah, yeah. Those are those are fun. fun. It's it's always like it always just blows my mind when people are like, "All right, I just drove here, and now they're like, so when you're sitting there, just you know, look in the rearview mirror, and then you like see something out your window, and then look back at it, and people can't fucking do it." It's like, how did you get to this audition and, right now? And watching it on TV, it's the same three locations for every car commercial. <laughs> it's always that one <laughs> point, road. Point Doom, somewhere out there usually, <laughs> out there, uh, somewhere on the PCH. Definitely downtown. Yes, definitely downtown at night, the LA Bridge with all those lights. And it's it, always wet. It's always wet. There's a yeah. reason for that. Yeah. There's a reason why there's, that's in TV commercials, TV shows, everything. There's always wet. I always wanted that too. I forget the reason, but there's a reason for that. Was to make the, make the, um, the car, car shine car or shine. yeah, look a little nicer, I guess. So LA dirty streets. Well, it's like for any TV show, I've always noticed the ground is always wet for, I'm sorry, any car commercial. Yeah. It's just like, it makes the car look. I used to think it's because they were washing away all the homeless people downtown. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> there's an abundant amount of homeless people here right now. It's just getting, I mean, I heard that we are getting, uh, 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 what do they call that? A, um, uh, what do they call it when a hurricane comes? Okay, I'm sorry, I got a brain fart right now. Uh, when, a hurricane? We call that a national disaster. Like national we, emergency. emergency. We are, LA is doing a state, trying to ask for a state of emergency with the homeless uh, people right now. But, but think about it. 
and Schwartz, you've been homeless before, so you can attest to this, right? Yes. <laughs> but think about it. You can... More than once for myself. <laughs> yeah, me too. Um, if I were a homeless person, wouldn't you... If you have nothing better to do, and you're, like, homeless in, like, Cincinnati, let's say. Okay. Wouldn't you just start walking to the beach? Or an airport. And, Ste- and hope- steal luggage. Oh, all right. Absolutely. You thought about this. Yes, I've thought about it. Wow. Exactly. I would steal people's... If you you have to live, yes. I've thought about these kind of things, where I would live. What would you do if you're homeless? There's some legal hindrances that I don't fully understand, but I think for some reason they they can't go to the beach. I don't know what the legal jargon for it is. Uh, I saw Fletch. They go to the beach. (laughs) (laughs) They they just can't go to Beverly Hills. They can't get kicked out of Beverly Hills. You can't even have a scooter in Beverly Hills. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? I do like the beach idea, but it is very cold down there. That's true. It is cold, and it gets cold, super cold at night. That's true. But you also don't want to be in the valley, and I see a lot in the valley. So it's kind of like you got to find a happy medium. This is what I would do if I was homeless. No matter where in the world I was, I would beg for enough money to get like a hotel room for like two nights. Right. And then I would steal a bike or something. Right. And go to like middle America, nowhere, middle America where people are barely surviving. And then just like shave and get a job as a dishwasher in a diner somewhere and like marry the waitress and start a whole nother life. That's a great idea. See, that's, that's, that's a great idea. I think a lot of it has, not to be Debbie Downer, but a lot of it, obviously these people are like mentally disturbed and um, yeah. they need a lot more than just a handout. And I mean, it's, I mean, there's no easy solution for it. I read all, it's, it's, it's fucking sad. Have you guys been to Skid Row lately? Yeah. And there's like new Skid Rows emerging all over the place and, uh. Yeah, it's really unfortunate. <laughs> again, I've also seen homeless people on laptops. See, I've literally seen. I'm almost wondering, like, are, are you wireless? Like, I, I, you, know, and some of them, from what I hear, again, I just read this that some of them make a lot of money, like on the promenade of Santa Monica. Yeah, there's people that have bank accounts. I was on the, I was at the uh, Enterprise Fish Company down in like Venice, Santa Monica, by Main Street, and this homeless guy reeled up to me in his thing with his one leg, you know, just you know, kind of one legged wheeled up to me, and he's like, "Yo, man, you have any money?" I'm like, "No." And as I turned away, I saw him pull out his cell phone and be like, "Yeah, sorry about that. I had to, I had to ask for money for real quick." So what were you saying? On his uh-huh. cell phone. Yes. I was are, like. Are, are they're wearing like brand new Nikes with like jewelry on. Yeah. I mean, at least look the part. Like, try to fool me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, like if you're rolling up with brand new jeans on, you know, you got the a lot of them have like brand new sneakers on, some jewelry, they're clean shaven, hair slicked back. You know, at least look the part. Like, you know, if you're going like, for a role, you're yeah. not gonna look like yeah. a clean cut guy. Evoke some sympathy. Yeah. Some empathy. Yeah, empathy. No, empathy to the um, but yeah, there's also like there's I mean, I don't know about in Los Angeles, but all around the world this happens. There's groups of, you know, essentially beggars that work together, you know? They're, like like organized units that work together. Like they, the like in the musical Oliver? <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> they work together and they're making good money. I saw a video online where the, somebody followed him because they knew that he was full of shit and he was a panhandler. And at the end of the day, they followed him with a camera to his Mercedes. Yes, it was a used Mercedes. Like a, it was like a 1999 <laughs> one. Of the, but still, this guy had a Mercedes. His payments were only 250 a month. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> some strong corners that he worked at. Okay, but so there's, there's a lot of people that come out to Los Angeles, right? And we've all been, I mean, I've lived in my car. So like this conversation yeah, isn't like us saying anything that's not something that we've almost experienced. If not, I mean, I could be at a, you guys are much doing much, much, much better now. But like to a point is that like there's been times recently where 
I've been like, well, fuck, I'm only $10 away from that guy on the street. I've, I've, I've been there. I've gone through like 48 hours of me living in my pickup truck at one time. I also lived in one of my best friend's garage. I yeah. lived in his garage for a good solid week. Oh, I've couch surfed all over the place. I lived in my car with my dog for a good month at one point, and it was, it's crazy. I tell you what, though, I look back at that, and I'm like, God, I'm no, I never want to go there, but I'm very glad that I was there. Mm-hmm. Like, it made me who I am now. I appreciate a lot more. Like, I, I've hit the bottom. Like, there, there was no worse that I could have been. I was literally living out of my truck. Yeah. I think you remember that. I was living out of my truck. And then to have to, like, call my friend and be like, listen... I know you're selling your house. It was his house was on the market at the time. It's my buddy David. And I say, hey, can I just stay in your garage for a couple of days till I get my shit together? Just for the record, I think we should let the record show that it was the garage of a beautiful house in the hills <laughs> next to Matthew Perry. Yeah, that's true. It was. But nonetheless, it was a garage. My car. Pool house with its own legs. Yeah. Like, I opened the garage door and see Matthew Perry out and Ryan Reynolds. Oh and, my God. Uh, yeah. No. But the point of the story is I, I know exactly where you're coming from. And I yeah. tell you what, I'm glad that I that happened to me because now I know where it can go and yeah. how fast it can go. Yeah. How how about you? Have you been close to it at all? Um I've been I've been negative in my bank account multiple time since i've been out here which is horrifying especially when you have no prospects zero gigs lined up Mm -hmm. and you're you know rents due in like a week it's 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 agonizing it's it's an it's anxiety inducing on a level that i don't even know if i can explain i will know you guys have been through it it's like it's 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 so demoralizing people people go and like you know you come to la to live a dream Yes. Right. Speaking of the dream, I've been to Jax's house. It's fucking beautiful. It's amazing. And we're sitting in Tom's house right now. And it's fucking beautiful oh, and thanks. it's fucking amazing. Thank you, so you Ryan. guys turned out fine. We're chugging along. You know what I mean? We definitely didn't just come here and this happened, though. I just want to make it very clear. Like I, right. I grinded for many, 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 well, many Well, which is years. what the point I wanted to get to is that people come out here and we live, we like chase our dream, right? We kind of think about the people that in our lives were, where are you from originally? Florida? Michigan. Michigan. Where are you from? I'm from the great state. Oh, you're from Minnesota. Minnesota. Twin Cities, yeah. Right, with Swartzen and Cedric. I think yeah. the three of you moved out here together on a bus, right? Love Swartzen, love yeah. Cedric. So we see those people where we're from, and like, okay, well, John, who we went to high school with, got married at 25, and now he has a tire company. Like, he sells tires. Do you know what I mean? We're like, okay, that's that guy's life forever. But maybe it's not that he didn't chase his dreams. Maybe it's just that he didn't want to be broke and wondering where his next paycheck was coming from, you know, and that. So what, what made you that's guys? My, that's my sister. Yeah. To a T. That's, she has to know where that check is coming. She has works two jobs, has a great life, has probably more money than I do, but she just don't tell anybody. She just saves, saves, saves and works and works. And she'll allow herself to buy something, but she's got to know where that check's coming every Friday. Where I am, I'm like, if someone said, hey, let's go to Alaska, I'll be like, all right, I'll pack a bag and I'll think about it later. Yeah, that's that's and my life. And I'll think about it later. Yeah. And, and and that's my sister and I are polar opposites, but I exactly, I get what you're saying. And I like knowing, I, I get it, I can respect it, but I couldn't live like that. I couldn't live like that, knowing that yeah, she's got her jobs, she's happy, she's married, but I know deep down in her, she would love to do what I'm doing. She always looks at me, she's like, man, I wish I could do what you do. And I wish I could be like her. Yeah, I wish I, I knew I had a paycheck. Knowing, I wish yeah. I didn't have that anxiety every time I woke up in the morning. I wish I didn't like be like, okay, well, well Am I going to get to where? And then I think we have to realize that we're never going to get to where we want to be. Never. 
You know you're what never, I mean? You're never going to be prepared. You're never going to be that. You just got to go do what you're going to do and just hope for the best. Yeah. And usually things work out. You probably got a lot of family in Minnesota that's the same way, right? Yeah, exactly. And and I've I, honestly, I, I went to college and I worked a nine to five. I worked for a distributor and it was a great job. And honestly, I could have I could I could have saw myself staying with that job for a long time and getting promoted within, even though I was god awful salesman still is that what you're doing sales nine to five I, I, no i was doing well i worked for, i was a merchandiser and then i worked I, what does wor- that mean it sounds like you were a pirate a merchandiser you just make pretty displays in the store for like you know the new the newest beer shut up yeah did yeah, you yeah. do your display here <laughs> no that's go not my table? work he's got a very nice display which by the way Jax was not happy with the way he lit his candle on his table today. Well, I, I just, I, he's got a very nice, expensive candle, and I, I just, compliments of Lisa Vanderpump. I, it was a housewarming gift. So <laughs> I fully figured it was for it was a gift because it's like super expensive, right? And I don't know why I know this, but I have some like you know you have knowledge in your brain that you just have and you just don't know why. And we have a lot of candles in our house, but candles have memory. So the first time you light it, you have to let the wax go all the way to the edge, or you're going to get that hole that everybody hates. So we were saying that you have to like you can't just light a candle and be like that smells light- good and then leave the room you have to like sit it with your candle the, f- the first time the f- after that it memorizes it so it'll always go to the end but the first time you light a candle you have to let the wax go all the way it's this called i know fascinating it's, it's just it's, it's one of those things that you just picked up and you never forget i tell this story to everybody because i would get frustrated i'm like people you're gonna waste your whole candle you could have just let it burn the whole time for the first time and that way it goes evenly all the way down now if you look at all the candles in my house mm-hmm. they all burn evenly down we burn it to the very end of the wax okay because of Candle them. <laughs> oh, I was about to say something along the lines of, ladies and gentlemen, the domesticated Jax Taylor. But honestly, in hindsight, when we lived together with no money at all, just going on auditions every day, you know, and you had a, a, a sheet for a wall and a tiny little living room that you partitioned off. You still loved candles. I did. You did. I did love candles. Well, you got to remember, I lived with two other guys yeah. and, and Kristen for some of it. And a lot of different smells were coming into that apartment. So mm. I just A lot of it. smells. A lot of smells. So I, just, so I just, I had my little area that I kept super clean that I partitioned off, like you said. And, I mean, a I found candle. a TV on the on Craigslist through him. I found this huge flat screen. It was like one of the very first flat screen TVs that I ever made. And I remember we just got that TV. It was one of those big box TVs, but it was a flat screen. And it had a huge thing in the back. Yes. Yeah, yeah, For yeah. God knows what reason. It was like an air conditioning unit in yeah. the back of the fucking... Yes. <laughs> you you, honestly, you could have fit two human beings in this TV. <laughs> but that's what it was. You yes. thought it was a TV. It was really just Tom and Tom like acting it out the it, entire it was, time. You know, and it, like, it <laughs> Different <broke>. mustaches. <laughs> it literally was one of those huge TVs and you it broke and I opened it up and the brains of it was only this big, but you have this plastic thing. It's just an obstruct... It's just crazy. Yeah, and then you need to change the light bulb and you're like what, what? Co- that will cost the tv was like two hundred dollars the light bulb cost eight thousand yeah, dollars exactly <laughs> if one of those breaks now you're screwed yeah you're screwed because the fix it yes and it costs double what it originally cost and by the way do you guys remember like when they were so big and bulky at one point that was coveted having that big oh, yes. monstrosity of a television like the heavier it was to carry yes. into yes. your apartment yes. like the more you like you felt like yes. i'm fucking made it yes yes yeah. i remember before the flat screens came out we got that 50 inch it was a black tv you remember the black one yeah. The big brains like mm-hmm. back. You had to have about a good <laughs> five feet yeah. of room for the back of the TV. You had to move your TV brains. into, or I mean, your bed into the corner, yes. like way in the corner, because you had to put your TV in. Because the TV was like the front of it would be in the living room, right. but the back end would be hitting the wall because there's so much, <laughs> so much room there. But I remember that TV. We got it from Best Buy. My dad got it. It was it was like the last one of the original 50 inch big black TVs, yeah. you know, with the brains in the back, and that thing weighed eight thousand pounds. Yeah, you had to have at least ten people to come yeah. over and help you move it into. <laughs> we, 
Oh, gosh, go no, ahead. I was going to say, you had to do like the old school, like San Francisco pulley system oh, outside, yeah. like the house to like get it up. How did to we the get, hey, in, sorry, I, how did we get that up there? In hindsight, how many people did it take to get that TV upstairs? Because those are steep. It's a steep ascent up to Tom Sandoval's old apartment. And the door is tiny. And Tom Sandoval's old apartment, isn't that the one where you guys live where you had to like turn off the microwave in order to yeah, turn off? Yeah, it's still around. Jeremy lives there. Yeah. But how did around. you even work a TV like that? Well, I feel like it would have drained all the energy out of the well, entire the, the building. <laughs> Tom had this microwave that I've never seen before any, anywhere else other than Tom's house. And this microwave, I believe, could start an airplane. <laughs> like, it like you had to like propel, pro- use the propeller in the front to start the. I don't know where he got that microwave, but it literally shut down the whole apartment. Yeah. It had so much wattage. Yeah. It was a powerhouse. You guys had some good mac and cheese and ramen in that place. Oh my then. god! So many exploded oh. oatmeal bowls. We. You know, we really like utilized and made the most of Craigslist. We were like kind of Craigslist scavengers. Yes. Like I remember Jax took me when we were absolutely broke living together. Side note, being broke back then, I don't know, maybe it's easy to romanticize in hindsight, but that was such a fun time because I was finally here pursuing my dream that I always wanted to do, but I didn't have the balls to. Finally mustered up the courage, resigned, yada, 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 met Tom on Craigslist, and all of a sudden I'm living with Jax Taylor. Wait, you met Tom on Craigslist? Yes. So yes. you did everything on yes, Craigslist? Yes, yes. Dare I, dare I ask where you met Katie? On Craigslist, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, anyways. Wait. So we so we all moved out here yeah. to escape like normal society. Like to, we don't want to be the everyman, but we wanted to represent the everyman, right? Right. So like we came out here and then you were a model, right? You were a model. You were both models. Is that was that the dream that you came out you here know, with? You know, I, I, I got to say I did it to stay afloat. Uh, it wasn't my passion by any means, but it was the job that I could make some good money, but I didn't have to work that hard. So what did you come and out basically here for? Basically, my you... working was going to the gym, and, and that was it. It wasn't like, oh, my God, I want to be a model Which so bad. Which is a lot of work, by the way, as it, you can it, tell. Well, by... I mean, you got to understand. Like, you, you understand. You got to come to this town. People don't really get it. You come. For, I came. For, I was a big fish in a small pond. You come to L.A. thinking, okay, I got this. And then it's 99% of the time, as you know, it's rejection. Yeah. And you go through that. I stopped modeling and all this when I think when I was 30, so almost 10 years ago when I quit. You got to think. That's well, a people, long time to be. It is. Modeling. And people don't realize, I go, I, I'm pretty open about it on the show. I go through therapy. I got a lot of things going on in my brain that some things are, are not right. And you have to understand, when I first came out, when I, when I was, I think I was 90. Was that your official diagnosis? Well, no, I mean, there's, there's just a lot, you know, there's a lot of things going on upstairs. And then when my therapist, I talked to him and they start picking apart your past. I left Michigan in 98, right after high school. I started doing this modeling thing for a long time. And so you got to remember, again, it's constant rejection. So basically every single day for the last how many X many years I, I was doing this was no, no, you're not good enough. No, 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 no. Yes. And then you're happy for about a couple days. Then back to no, 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 no. Yeah, and it's a hard thing. I mean, I've been yes. out here for 21 years doing acting and I got my SAG card and I was 12. So I've been doing this my whole life. Now imagine going to an audition and hearing somebody say this kind of, this, what you just said, I got my SAG card, I got this, I got this. And you're constantly getting beat down with, no, you didn't get this job. No, you didn't get this job. No. And you're just kind of like, fuck man. But you just keep going and keep going. And then you go to parties with all this going on. And then you want to be in the conversation. So you start talking and making shit up just so you can fit in the damn conversations. 
questions because you feel like an idiot. Uh, so that's a lot how our minds started because I was just kind of like, I feel like I shouldn't be here, but I'm like, I have to be here. What else am I going to do? Right, right, You know right, what I'm right, saying? Right, like, right, right. I don't know. I can't go back home as a failure because I've already made this There's move. There's a pool party and you got to pretend how to I, swim. Exactly. And you got to tell yeah. them uh, what, what's going on here. What kind of party is this? My, okay, I'm going to fit in. I'm going to be a chameleon. I'm going to tell them what they like to hear. It's just so people will talk to me because yeah. I'm just, I was just a regular schmuck that came here to make a few bucks the easy way. What about you? Did you come out here to model? Um, no. Or so did you just get a bus ticket on Craigslist? I, I had a very, <laughs> <laughs> I had a very um, conventional, you know, route up until Los Angeles. I, I, you know, I grew up in the Midwest, love Minnesota, high school, went to FSU, matriculated. Ooh. Shout out to FSU, go Knowles. Yeah, you're a seminal. And then I, I worked f- for a distributor in Jacksonville, lived with my parents for a while, but all along, around like my maybe junior to senior year, I, I started to come, I started to come to terms with the fact that I really fucking lo- wanted to be an actor. I always did, but for whatever reason, maybe it was just my surroundings or something, something from within. I was like, dude, who the fuck do you think you are to think that you could be an actor? You know, I was a closeted actor. I was like ashamed of the fact that I wanted to be an actor. Really? It just seems so far fetched. And yeah, I just felt almost pompous thinking, you know, who am I to think I could be an actor, you know? Did and people tell you that during no, your life? Was it something that I people mean, I did like... like high, I did like theater in high school and stuff like that. And, and people I, obviously I told dabbled. you you were good. No, I wasn't very good, but I still <laughs> loved it. You were a good treat. Even now I'm not very good. Maybe that's why I ended up on reality TV, but I still, I don't know what it was, but it was like this little, there was like this little pilot light inside and like around my second or third year working for the distributor, it started to like, you know, right. turn into a little fire. And I was like, I got to do this because better a life of oh wells than what ifs you know yeah. i remember that i always like liked that. that quote and i was like yeah so i resigned i moved out here i wanted to be an actor but i didn't know shit he saw firsthand how how naive i was you know i'd read all the books stanislavski and stuff and right away i started getting some basic acting classes but i was so green i had no idea how much it took and just like how steep of a hill Light ahead for me, you know what yeah. I mean? Oh my God. And I just was completely overwhelmed. And uh, I'm kind of jumping all over the place here, but like, no, that's, that's I, exactly. I just, yeah, right away for the first year, it was just, just trying to barely stay afloat, getting any possible gig I could get. Bartending. How long were you here before you found your soulmate on Craigslist? That was about two and a half years. Okay. So you were, you were floating by yourself for a little bit. Yeah. There. Yeah. Yeah. We were having a grand old time, weren't we? You were around two years before you met Katie? About two, maybe one and one and three quarters. Wow. Yeah. What were you yeah. doing? I was just, I was just hustling, trying to do every, finding every single job we could find on LA casting Craigslist, finally securing a decent modeling agent. See, a, a decent- by the way, if Craigslist doesn't fucking sponsor this <laughs> yeah. fucking podcast yeah. after this i swear to god we weren't above for we weren't above getting jobs on craigslist when we were desperate sometimes above uh, getting jobs but i you would guys pretty much quickly do anything or, you guys met quickly or you met did you come out here and right away get a get meet sandoval on craigslist and then go because that's what i was talking about about your soulmate um well i met sandoval on craigslist and then but j- like the day after you got off the bus because i picture for some yeah, reason i picture yeah. you taking a greyhound out here i don't no. know why but <laughs> it was, did it was you like that was a three on a civic did you did you or a cespa <laughs> <laughs> or did you so did you did you get out here and then look for a roommate and that's no, the person you found no you were here for a little while before you found these guys i made a love connection with sandoval via craigslist and then how long three after months- you came out here 
Uh, no, no, no. I met him before. I never met Tom in That's my life. That's what I was asking. I did it remotely. So you only came here because you had a place to stay. Yes. And that was with him. Yes. And he, and he was, was doing asking. everything I wanted to be doing. And then two months later, Jax Taylor walks in. And then, you know, we've all been friends ever since. And then, Jax, you started working at Sir, right? Uh, yeah. I've known Tom. I've known Tom since 2003. We met in Miami when we were modeling. I came into some hard times. I And I know Tom Sandoval had some space in his apartment. I'm like, hey, man, do you mind if I stay with you? That's how I met Tom Schwartz. And then he asked Schwartz, he's like, the famous line is, as long as he's not too much of a presence. That was kind of like, that's kind of the That's going, what he said about you? Yeah. He's like, hey, I don't mind if Jack stays here as long as he's not too much of a presence. And then it was all downhill from there. That's awesome. But you, so you were working at Sir with Sandoval? Uh, no, I, this was, now this was later, 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 later on. So um, this is years, years after. We didn't work at Sir for a long time until... I'm sorry. I didn't work till at Sir until the show started, which was oh, really? ten years ago. So this is where this is I want to say no about I want to say about six months before the show started. So six months before the show started is when I got the job did at you Sir. Know that? Did you? Okay. So this is what I wanted to ask because I was working there prior to the show. That's what you're asking me. Prior to the show being announced, or prior yes. to yes. like, so there was nothing there. No. no. And they came. I was in living with Stassi, like, and I was like modeling was going like I was going through one of those valleys, those peaks and valleys of modeling where I haven't booked a job in God knows forever. Right. And I was booking jobs but my girlfriend at the time I won't say any names wasn't approving of the jobs that I was doing and so she would go behind my back and tell the client he's not doing them so I couldn't model okay I couldn't I wasn't working I was a little bit kind of like above working a real job I was catering I was doing all that, but right. I was above working a nine, like an actual job yeah, of job. Of course, we all are. I just, it was like, I can't go to that. I'm going to miss my auditions. Plus, I just don't want to be that way. I'd rather be poor That's than have to work I a came real out job. Here. We at don't that, be at, doing that was my mindset at that time. Not right. now, but at that time, my mindset was, I just, I'm not working a real job. I, I'd rather be living on the streets. Right. Because as an aspiring artist, a struggling artist, I think it's socially acceptable to be struggling out we're here. We're all be doing it, which, is, which yes. goes back. Is it, is it, I, I, I'm not being naive. Is it like that still today? Like, yeah. I know when we were out there, you could be struggling and it's like, it was hot. It was like, well, it was cool. Clearly, I mean, well, I had I a can't really good say, time living on a couch for three years and I did okay. I can't really <laughs> say because... I, have, I mean, I, I'm not, I'm not going to toot my own horn. I'm, I've had a few trulies so far, so I, I'll toot a little bit. But, like, I have a pretty impressive resume as yeah. far as, like, being yeah. out here. You know, I've worked a lot, over 30 TV shows and whatnot. Movie that made over $100 million. I'll just, hey, I'll just, I'll just, I'll, yeah, the Hangover. Right. Shout out to The Hangover. I'm, not saying, I'm, not saying I'm just saying that as a 43-year-old guy who still is not a household name, right. you know, who still isn't getting offered jobs, who still has to go out and audition, who still, yeah, it's 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 hard, you know, it, it's 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 not as hot in my age, but I think it's still like we live in a society where it's always acceptable. It's, it's acceptable. Yeah. Exactly. The, your, the determination is admirable and your passion is admirable. You know, I, I love that. I love people who, uh, I well, mean, Tom, I mean, I gotta be honest when you guys, I mean, like I said, I'm looking around your beautiful house right now, beautifully decorated. Same with Brittany. I told her she should get into yeah, designing should. whenever this is all done. But when I go back to Philadelphia, it's not as admirable. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's like, well, what are you doing now? What do you do? What do I know you from? Yeah. And it's like, what? Well, yeah. I don't know what the fuck you watch. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Like, and then it's, it's, it's not even admirable being on reality TV when sometimes when you go back to the moment, like I go back to my wife's fight and it's, it's great. It's cool. But it's kind of like, I, I'm, I'm not, I'm definitely a hundred percent not embarrassed by any means. I've, I've made a great career out of this, but it's sometimes it's a little like, you know, uh, well, let me ask you, know, you a question. I, I, sometimes I say I'm on TV. That's a, just, that. That's a great segue. That's a great segue because I wanted to ask you guys, at some point you were offered to be on this show. Yes. 
What? Now you're, I mean, you fucking drive a golf cart around the fucking town. Mine's just a little you're, bit you're, of a You're a guy's honest. guy. Tom, you're a guy's guy. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. A lot of the people that do reality TV, you don't see a lot of guys' guys doing it, right? Yeah. What at, at what point in your when you were offered this? Obviously, it came from the housewives and Lisa, right? That's how the show yeah, got. I, I was very, I was very questionable if I was going to because I was literally on my way out. I was go, I was my my uh, relationship with Stassi was on the outs. It was pretty much done. I was literally packing up the truck and like things were out because I, Lisa offered this show to us, but I've also was it like a, was it like a, 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 a she a had this restaurant idea. meeting? Was it like a staff well, meeting? No, she kind of came up to me and I got the, I got this through Stassi. Thank you know I was thank God I was dating. It's one of the good things that came out of dating Stassi was the show. but she knew <laughs> she knew Lisa and uh, <laughs> there's many good things of dating Stassi but the, well not many there was a the few I'm this a, was the best one I'm, um, you know Bo's my best friend right yeah, so I'll no, just kind of no, Sta- just- no Stassi's my good friend now and, and Bo's always my good friend no there was this also 10 years ago 10 mm. years that's a whole demos a decade absolutely okay, we all absolutely. changed but this is one of the good things that came out of it and Lisa knew Stassi and said hey is your boyfriend would he be interested now mind you I was at my wit's end I was going through one of the uh, my downs where I hate life and I need to move back to Florida and I wanted to be a firefighter and I was going through one of those ruts right there. I didn't then. know that. You want to be a firefighter? Well, I just thought it was the easiest job to oh, yeah. be and without an education. <laughs> he So he would have an annual meltdown. I, granted, I had only known him a couple of years by then. A semi-annual meltdown where he'd be like, I cannot do this anymore. Fuck LA. I'm getting the hell out of here. I'm moving back to Florida. Still but every time he did this, some sort of cosmic universe would step in and get him a great modeling job, like 10 grand, 15 grand. And he'd be like, all of a sudden, you would have the mojo again. You would have the momentum. He's 100% right. Every single time this happened, where well, literally all, I was suicidal. to be a fireman. That's like, well, yeah, I just, well, I, I'm not the type of guy, I'm not going to sit here and, and be a lawyer. Let's be honest. Okay. So, so you're just going to run but, head first into flames. Well, I do that or construction or that, something. If that's not something, poetic. I don't know what well, it is. Or construction about. worker. I, I, did con- <laughs> I did construction. Okay. I was in, when I was younger, you know, or, or, uh, you know, do maintenance or something like that. Right. I, I'm just wasn't the type that's going to be right. working in. So an Lisa came up to you and was like, or so Stassi she had this did. idea. Stassi had Stassi this, was already in. She was already again. This was just an idea at the time. Right. We have an idea. We have some people that want to hear you on tape. Would you mind going down there? And I'm kind of like this. And I've been promised everything in in the book by this time. Okay, I've been told I was going to get this, and everything fell through. So this to me was just another thing that was going to fall through. And I was already on my way back. I was like, all right, I'll go. And this is what 2000. What, it's been six years, right? Seven years? Um, what my point is this. My point eight, is this. The years, only popular reality TV at that time were like maybe the Kardashians. Road and Rules. R- Road Rules Real World, yes. which is like a new cast every season. Right, right. And then um, – We're at the tail end of Jersey, Jersey Shore's run. Right. It was, was a hell of a run. I mean it was a – Right, but that was – But that wasn't like – that was like – Jersey Shore is more of like – Look uh, at the, these. We look, had the hills. The hills – Laguna Beach. It was the tail end of all of that. So it was kind of a. There was no social media at the time. Right. Remind me that. I always try to tell people that when the hills and all there was no social media. That's so true. Okay. So things have changed. And we we, we do talk to some of the cast from the hills and stuff too. And we went to their uh, premiere and everything. And I was asking them, like, what's it going to be like to go back on this with social media? It's going to be a whole new ball game because people either liked you. Remember the show? You either liked them or you don't, but you didn't know who liked you and who didn't. Right. You you didn't hear people meet. I didn't know who who so and so was. Like, I didn't. Yeah, like, I didn't hope that you just wished you thought everything was good. You got in a fight yeah. with your girlfriend. It stayed there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like it didn't really live anywhere else. It sides that TV show, that moment. And that's, that's a it. really good point. So you it think, there. so, so 
Well, I'll get, let's go back to that. But I want to I want to go to you saying yes to the show. You were just like, I, I, I'm, so I'm gonna- we got offered X amount of dollars. Now, at that time, I would have taken anything. Right. But it was a good chunk of change for our first season. And I had about three or four credit cards that I owed. Off. <laughs> I mind also my friends, also right. my family. I owed right. pretty much everybody in sight. Yeah. So I was like, I'm in. And the only problem I had is was like. Uh, I, I told my dad that I was coming home. So that was a hard part. I had to tell him, no, I wasn't because I had to borrow some money to come home because I couldn't even afford to drive my truck home. Right. So when this deal came in and they said, you know, we're going to do this. Here's X amount of dollars. I was like, it wasn't a ton of money, but I thought I was fucking rich. I, yeah. was, <laughs> yeah. I owed everybody and their brother and I did exactly what you're, what everybody would do. Not pay anybody back. I kept it all for myself. Yep. <laughs> bought some shoes. Bought some shoes. I bought everything you're not supposed to buy. You know, it was one of those things where it's like, you know, when you have money and you're like, if I could just have this much, I'd pay this person back. Well, yeah. I got it and I didn't pay anybody. And you're like, what? Well, I have that now. I don't want to lose. Yeah, that. I know. You know, it's like, do I do the responsible it. thing and pay back my credit so card? You said or? Yes. So you said so yes. So I said yes. Tom, what about you? How did you, how did, what, like, at what point were you like, yeah, this is what I'm going to do? Um, well, for me, I wasn't initially a primary cast member. And it's, 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 it's important to note. I don't know if it's important. It's okay. It's not important, but it's maybe interesting to note that at that point, I was starting to get some momentum in my acting career. Right. Commercially, I was starting to book the occasional commercial. I wasn't killing it by any means, but I was getting callbacks consistently. I was going out almost every single day. I had a good agency. I was with NTA and I had my modeling agency in San Diego was starting to get work for me. I was starting to, get some confidence after three years, a shred, you know, a morsel of confidence. And you a really consistent gig with this. I know people said that background agency, which was like a ton of money. Yeah, I had gotten my SAG card and I, and I was doing a lot of commercial background, which from a financial standpoint, when you're broke is amazing because your base rate's like 350. You usually end up making like 600 bucks for the day yeah, with make overtime. That, make that clear. He was with the Cadillac of background agencies. Oh, like yeah. the one, not like the one that I used to yeah. do it was like 60 bucks a day. Yeah. He was doing the ones where you're making five to a thousand a day. He was like in that group. There was not many people in California. You were, it was hard to get yeah. into that. No, that's that's one of the people. That's, what was that name the, of that company? I forget, but they, they, it was a great group of people, and there was a lot of lifers in there, and I was so grateful, but we're, we're kind of jumping around lifers. here. When you're doing that, that means you're not pursuing what you really moved out here to do, and I wasn't hitting auditions. Yeah, 600 bucks for the day is fucking awesome, and I needed that money. But you were but, always... But the, 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 the dichotomy of those kind of jobs is that you're watching literally somebody in front of you do the job that you want to be doing. Yes. So and Also at that time, at that time, at that time, reality tv and, and acting did they didn't mesh at that no. time it was not okay to be a reality they didn't look at you the yeah. same so if you did a reality you're not doing the other yeah it's a different time now yeah now like clint eastwood's doing reality yeah. like everybody is but at that time that was a huge job well, you had to have because if you did you, that it, you could not be an actor right you had to have the you had to have the acting background in order to do reality and then no, you no, could no. go back to it's just if, if we wanted to jump into this no, reality but you, say clint, you say clint eastwood now so, now now everybody and their brother's got a reality show reality right. is is the way it is now and if you don't like it too bad it's taken over but at that time if you were going to make that jump to reality you will never point. be an actor it's a very good that, point it felt like so yeah so going back to what you're saying yeah it felt like it felt like a so i was just starting to gain some momentum so i was torn like i just finished and Les, i, Les, I Les can Cons. imagine that you i can imagine that like i said watching somebody in literally in front of you doing the job that you want to do and somebody yeah. being like yeah. move over to the side to yeah. the right 
you would want to be in, in the spotlight. Yes, yes. So, so yeah. So I, I was working, and you know, I, I was in there. I had my SAG card. I was getting auditions. I was happy. I felt like I was making progress, no, regardless of how slow it was. You know, I was still making progress, doing something that I was really fucking excited about. It was like a dream come true. You know what I mean? And then this opportunity comes along, and. Uh, yeah, J- Jack just said it perfectly. In my mind, there was a stigma attached to it. Doing this reality show, although I was intrigued and I was curious and I was like, whoa, this could be a good opportunity. Yeah, Tom, I was weary. I was... Yeah, Tom was. Tom had a little momentum. Again, we weren't killing it, but we were working. Mm-hmm. You know, we were. I was starting to feel like, oh my god, maybe I can actually do this. And then Vanderpump Rules comes along, and I'm not a. I wasn't offered a position as a primary cast member, but all of my best friends. My, like Tom and Jax and Katie. Oh, I didn't know. Well, yeah, I was dating Katie at the time. Um, the whole group, that was like my core group of friends and they were all going to be on this show. And I was sort of show adjacent and I was on the fence. And so I did it tentatively for the first season. I said, yes, but I was very weary again. I didn't know again, actually. This is the first time saying this. I never thought I was above it. I wasn't self-righteous. I just was, like, weary. Because yeah. in my mind, that meant the end of my acting career. No, I Which had that. barely even started. It was in its infancy. So No, um, that makes complete sense. Yeah. It was, it was ex- for, yeah. People don't know. People don't understand. Reality TV was extremely frowned upon when we started this. So it's like, when, they did, when we started this, I didn't care. I wasn't going to be an actor. But I know that that's why these guys were on the fence about it. You know, and I, I want to say... Nini from Nini from Housewives, when she did Glee, it broke everything open. Yeah. Everybody started do, allowing the reality people to, to act now. Actors were like, okay, well, I guess they do have to. Because they just looked at us as a no talent. There, people just there were on. a few people. There was Nini. There was Jamie. Um, from the real world who was Asian. On, uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Jamie Chung. Jamie Chung. Yes. Yeah, sh- and another one from she's great. She's great. She, but she's from the real world. She was on um, Housewives or no, uh, not uh, Hangover. She was on Hangover and all that other stuff. And the then woman there was, from red. She had red hair. She's in Ladder Forty Nine. She played Joaquin Phoenix's wife. Yeah, the British she, girl. Yes, the British. Yeah, she was on real, real World. Yeah, she yeah. was on. She was a great she actress. Does a lot of stuff. But they kind of went. Away. They did they their went show. Away. Went away. And then they went away. Right. And then they kind of came back. People were like, "Oh, you're beautiful, and we recognize you." How do we recognize? But they weren't co- they weren't currently on a show. Yeah. Like Jamie couldn't have done. She couldn't have currently gone from Real World to. I mean, that's why all of them went from Real yeah, World to I mean, Saddle Ranch. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, they all. And a lot of them couldn't we, we get were, on actor. Everyone thought, "Oh, we're shoo-ins for acting jobs now." No, no, that's we were. I worked at Saddle Ranch. I opened Saddle Ranch, and we were like the home well, for wayward reality oh, stars. Everybody was there. I when, yeah. I, when I first moved here, everybody yeah. was there. Yeah, all it, the real real guys. They, I mean, I must I, have dated. I used to watch it. Yeah, I must have dated like eight of them because I was bartender. You know what I mean? Yeah. They come in and be the waitress or waiter, and that's all I hung out with is real world and road world. All of them, all the seasons. They all came. It was like the bus. It was like you left the set of real world road rules. And then it pulled up in front of Saddle Ranch. Yeah. And they were- <laughs> that's, that's a great way to put it because you're yeah. 100% right. Every time I went there, there was real world people working mm-hmm. there, you know? And, and then they get here and they think, okay, I got this. And again, I keep referring to this. Which is was- now the Bachelor Nation. Which now it's all the Bachelor people who work there. That's funny. That's it's funny. all the Bachelor Nation everywhere. Is that true? Well, I mean, Jared from the Bachelor was he working at, at Belmont. Belmont. Yeah. Vail, Vail's looking for places to work yeah. now. Like, I mean, they're all. Vail, that's, I haven't heard her name in a long time. No, 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 not Va- not Vail. I know Vail. Oh. No, Vail's in, you know Vail. Um, Nick Vail, who oh, was The oh. Bachelor. Like, there's a whole bunch of them that are like, they leave these paradise shows and these and this and this, but they, they uh, then they wind up here and they think that something's going to happen. They right. wind up like promoting clothes for a little while. 
Right. You know, I right. dated one that would like take pictures of me wearing this shirt. And this well, shirt. that again, that's a new thing that just started happening the last couple of years. Social media. Remember, the, there was none of these uh, influencers when uh, we got out. Like th- that just started happening within the last two years, three years. Influencers. Yeah, that wasn't a thing even for the real world people. They had to come here and get a job, and that was it. This influencing thing. That's just the last three years. Yeah, yeah I, I mean, you're, uh, I never really put two and two together with social media and reality TV of why it succeeded, why it's gone so big. But I mean, look at the Kardashians, you know, their, their followers are in the what hundreds millions, but their ratings are terrible, which doesn't make sense to me. Well, I mean, they're, they're just terrible. I'll say it. I'm, right. I'm, I'm half Armenian. No, no, I'm stating facts. I'm not saying whether I like the show or not like the show. I'm just stating actual facts. Well, they took their thing. Chris Jenner built a business off of it. Of you know what I mean? Course. She knew exactly yes. what she was doing, but that's what you guys are doing too, you know, which is fucking great. My, what I appreciate is that when people take, whatever they have, and then they make it more. Right. Do you know what I mean? Right. So if you have five sticks, but then you build a fire out of it. Right. Like, I, I can appreciate that. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's right. Because, I mean, like you said, it, it doesn't last forever. So while you're doing this, you have to keep in the back of your mind that this is this train is going to come to a stop at one end. That's why we try to, you know, do other things. Make sure we got something going, plan B. Like, so when this does right. end, we have a business. We have a platform to use the platform. So you would say- It's you, a free platform. Right. You don't, you it don't, really is. It really is, yeah. I mean, you, you guys would say that- the show has affected your lives positively. Oh, absolutely. I mean, how could it? I mean, even all the shit that I've gone through, I still, I'm, a, I'm in. Because, know, there, I mean, there's a, there's definitely an argument for like, you guys, you're, you're putting your shit out there onto the fucking world. Yeah. You know, you have somebody that pulls up to you on, next to you at a red light while you're in your golf cart. So you're time. not like trying to hide your identity at any no, point. You're fucking care. driving a golf cart. But like, they're going to be like, okay, I know everything about that guy and what he's gone through yeah. at the red light. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's a, a negative? Um, I, I don't look at it as a negative. I, it, I, I don't. I mean, yes, I go through terms like, God, oh, I can't believe I'm still doing this. And I'm doing this and I can't believe I'm still talking about this on TV. But that's I, who I am now. I can't change that. I've done this so long that it's like just a well-oiled machine at this point. Right. So I don't, I don't mind doing it anymore. It, none of that really bothers me. It doesn't really bother me anymore. Yeah, if people are, if people are, you know, it's very rarely are people rude to us in public or anything like that. But yes, I, I to be to be put in a box is kind of scary. But like for the most part, yeah, it's been a positive thing because the barrier of entry is 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 thinner. They feel like they know you, and I I feel like a a, a really instant connection with a lot of people. Like when I'm in Tom Tom and stuff, it's like you know right away they'll just come up and hug me and stuff, and I, I like that instant connection. They feel like they've grown up with us. You know, it's funny. Because being in LA and watching you guys at like Tom Tom or wherever we are out together, and and like or even with Stasi and, and with Bo and everything, you know, because Bo is very protective of her, very protective. But like, yeah, I'll, I'll be. He's protecting his investment. Is that what you said? No, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. That is not I love you, what Bo. I said. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that's what, said. Thought that's what you said. No, no, no. I'm just kidding. No, it's just very. Um, anyway. <laughs> because Bo's never been exposed to this kind of stuff before. No. He went from he went from Bo who like would be in like four commercials, yeah. and you'd be like, "That's my friend Bo," and he'd be like, "That's not me." And he'd be like, "Dude, I know that's you. Yeah. I remember when you booked it. You know right, what I mean?" Right. To now he's Chef Bo RD on again, fucking. Again, you know, that's somebody who was in, he's in a well oiled machine. He was doing his casting. He had a really good thing going, working at the casting place. Yep. He's going on auditions. He's making money through commercials. And at this time, you got to remember, we were going through a recession at right. this time, a really bad, bad recession. Yeah. Where 
people were not paying for anything. Nobody was hiring. And we still got through it. I mean, we live in LA, so it was a, it was a little bit of a bubble for us. Right. But the rest of the world was hurting bad. Yeah. You know, just trying to make a buck. Yeah. And even my friends back home are losing their jobs. And they're the ones that went to college four years and have degrees and are intelligent. They had no money. I was still making money. Yeah. And I didn't have an education. So, I mean, for him to be going through, he had a great apartment. Gosh, I've still, I've seen his apartment. It's awesome. It's awesome. Some love the bunker. I, I won't let him sell. It's a great job. Or, has a great job. And then he also got to audition on top of it. He had a really good thing going though. So for him to give that up. No, no, no. He, he's 100% isn't like completely. I mean, like I said, I've never seen two people more perfect for each other. Oh yeah. Totally. Than, than, totally, than those totally, two totally, in my totally. entire life. I've said it a thousand times. I'll keep saying it a million times. Oh yeah. But my point is, is that like now being around Stasi, I've always known you guys, you know what I mean? Yeah. But, but I, and I've watched it, but not from such a personal level that I have best friends that are, that have won Oscars. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And people don't approach them. Yeah. People don't talk to them. People don't feel like they know them. But because your character, right? But because you guys are so personable, yeah, we're pe- very approachable. I mean, yeah, it's they, a whole other monster. The only show on TV that I can think of that you can actually go to a restaurant and meet the cast on a, any given night. You'll meet somebody. That's very, yeah, very mean, true. And, and you don't have to pay, or you don't have to wait in line. You can literally go to a restaurant and meet the cast, and we're there. Yeah. I mean, how many shows do you know that you can just go meet a cast anytime you want? So. It's, God, Jax, you are the Segway king for this. Is that what it is? Okay. He pointed to a candle, by the way, a candle. (laughs) So that being said, this being a reality TV show podcast, what do you, what, what guy, what do you guys watch? Like when you're fucking off besides breaking bad and all that other shit that everybody else watches, what do you watch? Because you know that there's reality TV that you watch. The only one that I do watch consistently right now is 90 Day Fiance. Those people are and, fucking and, and, crazy. And, and by the way, there's like 20 versions of that show. There's back, there's not like the other way 90 Day. There's before the 90 Day. There's I watch the whole franchise. There's TLC, TLC fucking invested in this franchise. They They're like, we're going all in. We're going balls deep in this. We have one thing that's fucking working right now besides little people. And I'll say that because it's a lot of little people on the oh, TLC. I, I, everybody I know loves that show. Little yeah. people in LA. Is that the one you're talking about? I'm talking about little, I've watched little people, big worlds. Oh, yeah, yeah, I watch I a little couple. Yes. Like I watch all that stuff. I don't consider those much. They're reality. I, Anything with a guitar where they play a guitar and there's a farm. Um, yeah, like yeah. that makes me feel good. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> like I even watch the Duggars, man. Even after oh, all I watched their, them, them. Yeah. All, now their kids, kids are having kids. Like I, that's how long I've been watching that show. Me too. Me too. The kids, like there's grand, like there's grandkids, like, like, yeah, there's grandkids. I had a day in LA that. I swear to God, I ran into uh, Ozzy Osbourne at Erewhon, right? And I was in line with Ozzy Osbourne at Erewhon. He was like, oh, let me get a thin thin bar. You know what I mean? Solid impression. Thank you. Thank you very much. He didn't see me. I went on a couple dates with his daughter. What's interesting? That's my my Ozzy Osbourne story. How did that go? uh, It was just a couple dates. She's a cool girl, but. Yeah. I didn't, I wouldn't pair you guys up. She's way too smart for me. That's like, not like, what I was saying. No, she's extremely, <laughs> extremely intelligent. And I was just way out of my own. I would actually see you dating Sharon more than, than her. No, Sharon? I, no, I, I like Sophie. She oh, was, that's another reality Sophie's show awesome. that paved the way for everything. I, I, you know what? And that's another thing, too, that got scary, especially when and you know Britney started getting involved. I mean, how many reality shows do you know that couples actually make it through it? Right. Remember the Simpsons one? Uh, Jessica Simpson and... Oh, I thought you were... Sorry, I was like, Marge and Homer are still together, <laughs> by the way. There are reality shows where it's ripped couples apart, and then they're in on the tabloids. Even, so going back to TLC, even the TLC shows, like you watch those people, Kate plus eight, they're fucking divorced. The, right, the right. roll-offs on fucking TLC, the little people, big Drugs. world, they're divorced. Yeah. The Duggars, 
molesting everybody in his family. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like it's it's you get those cameras and these kids are being raised. Right. But my my story was I was in Erewhon with Ozzy Osbourne and I was like, all right, it's fucking Ozzy Osbourne. Do you know what I mean? Like that's cool. Oh, I have a story now. Then I went to walk my dog and I came I came across Jeremy Roloff and I stopped and like talked to him and was like, hey man, I'm a big fan. <laughs> Jeremy Roloff, this guy from TLC. You people, know what I mean? People say that all the time because again, like going back to your we're personable, you know who we are, you watch our life story. I, I was bartending at Sir one time, and I think uh, I can't remember if it was I think it was Robert De Niro and he was with his wife and his wife came up to me and asked me for a picture and I, I saw him over the, of course I was staring the whole time because right. it, it was Robert De Niro, right? And I think he was with his wife and his wife came up and asked me for a picture and I was like, oh yeah, can I have a picture of your husband? Like, yeah. I, and she knew all of us. She's like, yeah, he's whatever. But nobody was going up to him. I mean, that's Robert fucking De Niro. We have like, uh, Lady Gaga comes in. We have, but we will be the ones with the crowd. It's just because I think we're just more approachable. Yeah. Yeah. No way I'm going up to De Niro and asking for a selfie. No. Not in this lifetime, no. pal. And I was like, and I told Jeremy Roloff too. I was like, tell your brother I say congratulations on his wedding. Do you know what I mean? It was like, but that's the thing. It was like a more personable, but this TLC shit is like, I was watching 90 Day Fiance, right? I did my podcast with Bo about 90 Day Fiance and we just kind of ripped into everybody, right? Yeah. Because they, I mean, they know how to like, they know how to, so I've had a lot of friends that are reality TV casting directors and especially with like competition TV. I've dated, I think I've dated somebody from every CBS competition <laughs> show, <laughs> but like you, you, you do like a fine line on that psych test. When you're taking that psych test, you're like, okay, especially with real world road rules, you know, that whole stuff. It was like, you're not clinically insane. So you can be on this show. As long as you're not going to be stabbing somebody in the neck, you might want to strangle them. Yeah. But as long as you're not stabbing somebody in the neck, you can be on this TV show. I just don't get it. I mean, how many billions of people do we have? How many billion people do we have in America? You can't find somebody here. That's my that's my thing. You Dude, need, you need to go over and then not only if is is it not a cakewalk? They go through all these horror film like cheating and and uh, uh, not uh, just taking their money. You, you get to get the same shit here. Why do you need to go overseas to have all this happen to you? Because those people and they can't even pay their rent, but they're trying to pay for someone to get their visa who they've never met before, but yet they don't even know where their rent's going to come from next week. Tom, do you watch do you watch the show? Uh, I'm just so it's new to me. I'm I'm I'm, I'm right now. I'm just sort of dialed in listening to you guys. I love listening to Katie and Bo and Jack's talk about. It. I've seen like a few episodes, but I'm, I'm listening to you guys riff. I'm, I'm intrigued. I dig it. Well, to, I, to I your argument, to your idiots. argument, I just binged Catfish. Ooh. Oh, okay, that's all in this fucking country, right? And it's all the same shit. But these kids are fucking 19 years old. They're 19 to 20 fucking four years old, and it's America. And sometimes these people are like, at least with 90 Day Fiance, they're FaceTiming. They're lying to their FaceTime. Yeah. yeah. That's a new, I'm, I'm coining that, TM. Like that. Lying to your FaceTime. I like it. But like on, the, on Catfish, they're not, they're like, oh, my camera's broken. Yeah. They haven't talked on the fucking phone in three years. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's like, it's, what, how it's, are you? I don't, I don't, I think there's got to be some, something going on internally because I just don't, I don't understand it. Well, and then I always feel bad for the catfish. So just like 90 Day Fiance, I feel bad for the person that's go, like yes, that. Yes, that's why I can't watch Who's that. Who's the blonde? The poor girl shows up and like it's, no, nobody's there or uh, it wasn't really me or the guy shows up and he doesn't look No, like no, no. I feel, you're, you're misunderstanding me. I feel bad for the catfish. 
I feel bad for the person that comes out of the house who's been lying to the oh. person the entire time. Oh, that, ha- that gets called on it. Who's got no teeth and right. is fat and is like, I was bullied in school. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because there's always a deeper rooted issue there as to why. And they start to maybe delve into that a little bit. Or if it's not readily apparent enough, they, it, it is yeah. sad. Yeah. I mean, it not to. Ex- on both sides? Do you think the, like the, the dater and the person, there's got to be issues on both sides because why is that person online? Yeah. To me, I. I, it's gotten I to the point. That. It's gotten to the point now where they're both like in the. In, not to go too much into catfish, but it's gotten to the point now where like the later episodes, they're both catfishing. So like, the the person that that Neve and whoever the the co-host is will be there to help is like going to help them. And then she's like, well, that's, I, I didn't really have the same, like my face on the picture either. Do you know what I mean? It's like, now you're just doing double catfish. Yeah. I don't understand. Which I don't, I don't know. But at least with 90 day fiance, it's like, you know who the person is. Yeah. You just don't have, it's just easier when you're in Germany or it just, it, the show, like it's so these, these women and now they're going over there and they're bringing their kids. Like this one woman I watched, she has a three-year-old daughter. Some bringing, of the blonde. Yeah. Heavy set. Like her, name, her, her child's name's May. Yeah. And, uh, she goes over to like the are, Egyptian guy, the Egyptian guy. And she's oh, going over I've there. seen that one. Yeah. She's taking her daughter, but how does family services, child services not step in on this? Like how have they not, like this is completely wrong, a hundred percent wrong. And no one is doing anything about yeah, it. But nobody can say anything. I mean, weren't they supposed to open a hairstyling company yeah, together or something? She's taking all her money. She's a barista for God's sakes and taking all his money. And like, you could sit there and be like, yeah, we're opening a store. What kind of store? I don't know. But also, but store. <laughs> so he says, I don't know. But why do you need $6,000 for a store that you don't even know what you're going to be opening? I don't know. Yeah. But if you have those conversations <laughs> with anybody, I think they're from Kentucky or Mississippi or something, not to There's knock on that. My whole, no, we my, laugh whole about fa- it. my whole family's from Georgia. So like I said, from Kentucky, he wears a bulletproof vest all over the place. Yeah. yeah. It, it's, it's like <laughs> most of those stories though, you're, that's what they do oh. anyway. Do you know what I mean? It's like, that's, it's like, I'm going to buy a truck and drive it. And it's like, where he's that's like, what I love about the, I'm sorry, let me cut you off, but that's do what I do love about 90 day right now. And I feel like they're going to get away from it because they're going to see how popular the show has gotten. Now you're going to get a bunch of Hollywood types that are going to start. It's going to happen. Yeah. But right now it's awesome because you're getting middle America and these people don't know about cameras and they're being as real as they can. Yes. These are people from all walks of life. Just being like, this is normal to me. How about Colty? How about yeah, watching? How yeah, about watching? That's how he lives. They how about watching Colton, who lived with his mom, who was probably the most awkward person you could ever fucking imagine in your entire life? Have you, have you seen this guy, Tom? No. Colty from Vegas. Yeah, this guy was in Vegas. He lived with, with his, his mom. mom. He was he had he was just like had no body shape. He was like one of those he guys. Like a penguin from like Batman. That's exactly what he looked like, except he had glasses and like a uh, kind of his hair is pushed to the side. And he talked like this. He talked in bites, though, if you you don't watch. If you watch how he talked, it's almost like he studied it a little bit. Yeah. Like if if you were like, Rob, um, if Mindhunter came to me tomorrow. (laughs) You call me, man, because I'm obsessed right now with that show. I'm obsessed. Go ahead. Continue. Anyway, if Mindhunter came to me tomorrow and was like, we need you to pick out the five people that you would suspect being like mass murderers right now. Colton would definitely be fucking 100%, one of them. hundred yeah. percent. He's red flagged. Yes. Yeah. But he met his match with this fucking, with his fiance who yeah. will actually stab him in the fucking throat. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's, it's such a bizarre, you know, the, you know what baffles me too. And this is me watching it from a guy who's on a reality show. I got friends of mine that will not be on camera for two seconds. They're walking into third world countries. We're talking to a family who's never even probably seen a TV and they're like, they're cool with it. They're like, <laughs> But meanwhile, I have a buddy like, hey, man, you might go on camera. He's like, no, I won't do that. Yeah. But the person from a third world country. Yeah. They're like, they're like feeding dinner. and They're like feeding dinner. And they're like, 
their their beliefs are a whole lot different than ours, but they're yeah. allowing cameras into their like yeah. sitting down. Did you notice that? Frame. Did you notice that that they were like so on this? And they're to, not getting anything from that. The people that he's talking about is the same woman that brought her daughter over and all that other stuff. I think it was T- Tunisia or something Tunisia like that. Or, oh, that's another one. Now, yeah. These countries. My, my point of the story is they're going into third world countries when people are super super religious and super weary about. Well, all that's stuff. my point. Is and that like yeah? Bring the cameras in. The whole <laughs> the whole storyline is like I you can't hold my hand in public. You can't yeah. touch me in public. And she's like. But I want to love you, and he's like, I, "You can't do that." Meanwhile, there's a camera following them, fucking around, and I it's know. like, yeah. but yet you can't. Like the girls can't show her hair, and this and that, and it was just like this. But there's an there's a crew, yeah, walking around. And so you and Brittany watch. Th- this is your thing. Katie watches it too. Yeah, Katie loves it. Okay, so to the point. That's Again, insane. yeah, Katie loves. Yeah, that. Katie. Katie really loves that show. Yeah. You, you can hear yourself. Tom can hear himself in his headphones right now. So he's just, he's just. Well, I'm self conscious about how nasally my voice is. So when I do podcasts, I overcompensate. No, you have a very good voice. You have it's, a very good it's a voice. Nasally, I notice that I breathe weird. Anyway, so um, now people are going to fucking realize that every time I talk. Oh, don't draw their attention to it. Yeah, I won't. Um, I just now we're talking about it. So, um, by the way, truly is amazing. It, it gets you through any kind of anxiety or yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, truly, yeah, no, yeah. truly is great. Yeah, truly is truly better than White Claw. If you're low on Xanax or yeah, Ativan, no, yeah. I'm just kidding. You got to jump on the bandwagon. Everybody's yeah. jumping on the the hard seltzer bandwagon. Why not? Like, well, I'm, I'm I'm not drinking this week. Um, we were chatting about drinking because I'm I'm not drinking this week. Being healthy, I'm in the I'm in the zone. I got my flow going. But this is our buddy Kyle's from. Um, from uh, Summer House. Okay, so so so, so boy, Katie, Shout out to Katie watches Nine Day Fiance. I the show is mostly about guys who are forced to watch reality TV show because their girlfriend or wife or whatever sits down and watch The Bachelorette, and you have nothing else to watch. You have one TV in your fucking house. You're not going to your bedroom because fuck that. I'm not. You're not forcing me to go to my bedroom yeah. to watch fucking TV. So you watch it. Yeah. Right. Then you get involved. Then you get involved in it. Katie obviously has not forced you to be watching 90 Day Fiance because you, or does she go to their house? No, she run? she doesn't. I think she gave up on me many years ago. Like, I'll just check out and listen to a pod. I'm, I'm a massive consumer of podcasts or like just, I'll go to, I love going down the rabbit hole on YouTube. Yeah, you know? dude, that's such a dangerous. Um, and, but oh. I mean, of course, my the only reality TV shows that I really love so far I'm very open-minded, open to suggestions. I'm loving, like, I should, I'm probably going to dive into 90 Day Fiance. I love cooking shows. I love cooking shows. Yeah. I Top Chef's watch. one of my favorite shows of all Top time. I love Top Chef. I love, I love, um, Chopped. Beat Bobby Flay. Chopped oh, is you great. Like that. I like, uh, every, I love every show. I love diners, drive-ins, and dives. Yeah. So you like, you like turning about. your brain off. You don't like the drama of it. You, that, I don't consider those reality shows, though. Like, I, I don't consider, the I, I like those two, sh- those shows. She's like American Pickers. Is probably one of my favorite shows. I love, but see, I don't consider that reality. No, but see, that's that's so that's the point. Is that like there's different kinds of reality shows. There's types of reality shows like Housewives, like Ninety Day Fiance, like other shows where you can sit down and go, okay, I'm getting involved in these characters and I'm getting involved in like their lives. And I'm getting involved in the drama and all that stuff. Yeah. And then there's American Pickers and uh, Pawn Stars and that yeah. stuff where you can just literally turn your brain off for an entire Sunday. Uh huh. 
and just sit there and stare at the screen and be like, oh, yeah. I love, uh, I Abraham love Lincoln had a car knife? shows, too. I yeah. love all the car ones. And, and I like to maybe learn something. See, I never had an appetite for melodrama, which I understand is incredibly ironic being on a show like Vanderpump Rules. But I have, <laughs> honestly, if I wasn't on you this. You still stay out of it even now, even after eight years. You still, you, I mean, you get into it when you have to, but it's not like you're, you're not in there in the, in the heat of yes. it, in the meat of it, like usually I am or I'm into it. I, I don't mind it. Yeah. You stay away from it. As I, have, you're, I have no appetite for gossip or, or melodrama whatsoever. It's just, I mean, it's not a self-righteous thing. Like Katie gets upset because she says I'm no fun to gossip with and no fun. You know, sometimes it's fun to lean into somebody and roast somebody or like talk shit. I, I'm just not good. Do you know at that's it. what makes us? There's a book out called Sapiens. I don't know if you guys have heard uh, of yeah, it. Yes, Sapiens is awesome. Listen to the audio book right now. Oh, you are. Yeah, it's really, so you know how they talk about like what makes us a human being. What makes us a Homo sapien is the fact that we were able to gossip, and that that's what separated us from other tribes is because we were able to say Tom is not good because Tom was a fuck. Jax's girlfriend. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like, so he's, he shouldn't be part of our tribe. Yeah. Like it's, it's the gossip that made us actually smarter and wiser than everything no, else. I haven't got to that yet, but I just, it's, 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 it, I always, well, it's, instead it's of being like book. hunt kill, yes, it was yeah. like, we don't trust him because of this, but I'd tell you that, which is gossip. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So, but it's, you, we, they should do, you know how Cosmo has those, um, <laughs> I don't yeah. know why I'm talking about, like I'm a 13 year old girl, but it's like you take a quiz and it tells you about your personality. Yeah. This is funny to watch from this side of the table because like you are basically saying your personality types by what reality show you're watching. Like yeah. you're saying like 90 day fiance. Right. Because I enjoy gossip. Right. You know, I like it. He, Jax is great at it and not, this is not a knock against him. He's just fun. Jax is fun to talk shit about somebody else with. He's just good at it. And he's <laughs> what well, intrigues me. I, I, I didn't ask this. It's just, it, it, it intrigues me. Yeah. Like, like, you know, it doesn't intrigue him. That's just, that's just what but you're, is. you're like a, you're a it. fucking homo sapien. You're a fucking and like, and they're called Neanderthals. Well, that's, you know what I mean? I mean? Like that's what makes this world great. Everybody's different. Everybody likes different things. Everybody brings different to, things to the table. That's look what, what I'm doing, you know? dude. I'm the yeah. same. You know what I mean? Like I'm a boots wearing backward hat, fucking drinking, you know, like, but, I'm, I, have a, I have a reality TV show fucking podcast. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm not afraid to fucking admit it. I'm a, t- a reality TV whore. I watch everything. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I fucking love it. But it's funny that you you tend to go towards the things where you're like, do you get uncomfortable when, like, when you're watching Chopped? I think, honestly, I think it's, some of it has to do with the fact that, like, I'm, uh, I don't know. I'm, I don't know what it is. At this point in my life, I'm, I kind of feel dumber than I've ever felt in my life. And I've always strived to be a better person, to always be learning more. But for some reason, I feel really dumb. And I think, I don't know why it is. I have I'm, a channel I'm, happy, for you. I'm happier than I've ever been in my life, but I feel dumber than I've ever been in my life. So I've been overcompensating with trying to consume content in which I'm learning something. Okay, well, so that... that because we're so lazy now. That's just, yeah. that's people in human... Everything's so easily accessible well, we, now. We, have, we don't have to learn anything right. anymore. So we have Hulu, we have Netflix, yeah. we have everything right on our fingertips. I actually have a, a, a channel for you that I just started listening to. It's called Gaia. Have you heard of it? No. It's all quantum physics and like and like learning the, how like the human body works and the brain and how the universe is where we're all connected and that kind of shit. It's, it's not spiritual. I mean, there's yoga shit on there, but it's like literally I'm learning quantum physics while I'm fucking li- like watching the shows and learning about shit. I have to watch it like four times. Yeah, I need that. But you can learn it, which brings me to my next question for you guys, which is, and this is a big question. How much of, how much of reality TV is real? 
I, I would say it would depend on the show. Oh, yeah. It definitely depends on the show. If you're asking in regards to Vanderpump Rules. I've never. I'm no, not. no. No, it's, it's too real. I, I always say the same thing when people ask me and when they say, is it real? I'm like, yes. And I honestly, I wish it was soft scripted or semi scripted because then I wouldn't have to take responsibility for a lot of the shit I do, which I lose sleep over sometimes and everything. But if anything, it's too real and authentic and raw. And I think that's, that's one of the main reasons it's been so successful. Um, yeah, I agree. I mean, I would love to get up every, mor- up every morning and read a script and go in and then clock out at five o'clock and be like, all right, let's go do something else yeah. and turn it off. But the problem thing is with ours, we don't turn it off. Like, yes, just because we're not filming doesn't mean we're not still going through it. Just because the cameras are done with that scene doesn't mean we're still going through it. You guys have had stuff uh, that happens on like, like you said, you, social media is a huge part of like yeah. your shit because people get to see what's going on with you guys all the time. And I'll vouch for you guys just recently being a part of like your lives more often that like real like that real shit do you know what i mean and it and it's but like people still will say no i mean that's gotta be fucking i mean that confrontation couldn't have happened how did why why was the camera why was the camera there a lot of social media just because i like to show people that this is truly what we're doing and what we do at on a day-to-day basis because we're not yeah but people can say your your social media is no, because I'll be doing all kinds of things. And how we, how I really talk normal, I'll have someone tape me and I'll put it online. That that's how we really are. And I want to, I want to stress to the point. I want to stress to people that this is really who we are. Yeah. And I think even when I do it, when I do live chats or whatever, they're like, "Wow, they really do do this." And they're like, "Wow, you're the only show that does actually does this." I get that a lot. You're the only show that your castmates actually get online, answer questions, do real things. And I'm like, "Wow, this is that's real, legitimate show." And that's yeah. Uh, sounds sorry. I know for the first six seasons, at least from my perspective of people like when they would come up to me they'd be so stoked and we would riff and we'd have a great rapport but they would always preface their initial comment with so i know like so i know reality tv is fake i know your show is fake but and after like seven seasons they finally stopped doing that i think i think they've realized you know like if the show was fake by now somebody somebody would have came out and squeaked and be like listen the show's bullshit it's fake somebody in an angry rant or something one of our right. cast members would have broke 100 percent by now somebody said to me once That's very true i didn't even thought about that yeah. somebody would have broke by now the secret would have been on the bag yeah sure. of course they want that kind of they want that attention yeah. somebody said to me once they're like it doesn't matter if it's real or scripted pardon me truly it doesn't matter if it's real or scripted whatever comes out of your mouth comes out of your mouth so like that's a real thing that's like being said especially on these shows like my friend was a behind the scenes pa for the bachelor and they're like yeah everybody has their fucking person that they're attached to and they feed them alcohol and they do shit but then like they might push them in a certain direction as far as like do you know Jax is talking shit about katie do you know what i mean and then like that person would be like, well, fuck that and blah, blah, blah. But yeah, like- I, I will say, I, I will say like, you know, for instance, if I get in an argument with Tom or whatever, normally I wouldn't talk to the guy. Normally you would talk to the guy for a week, let things cool down. Then you say, hey, man, I want to go grab a beer. They'll put me right in the room the next day and say, listen, you need to hash this out right now. Yeah, it's like, honestly, it's like being in constant couples therapy with your significant or the other or with your friend it's constant couples therapy so yeah it sucks sometimes in the moment getting in there and dissecting why you cheated on your girlfriend or something it's horrific um i'm not looking for sympathy but like imagine oh god if you're a good person anyways yeah but you know it's it, it ultimately long term i think it's good so you're not bottling things up that resentment's not bottling up you're forced to get in there and hash it out yeah um but i don't know yeah it's it's constant it's constant couples therapy yeah 
He's right. How long do you guys think this is going to go on for a while longer? Though not not just not just Vanderpump, but I mean like there is a reality crave going on. I mean, you guys are nominated for a People's Choice Award now, right? We've been many times. I know, but that's the thing. It's, a, it's, it's part of the whole culture now. Like when they, when the It's cavemen's- not going away by any means. And I think that's the thing when, when I we were to, go back to what we were talking about earlier. It was such a new thing and people thought it was going to be a phase. Yeah. It's definitely not a phase. Everybody and their brother has got a reality show on their network. It's some kind, some way, some form. Even the big actors, the big ones, the A-listers, like I said, Clint Eastwood, even the big ones. When these guys start saying, okay, we're going to do one too, they're jumping on the bandwagon. They're and it's pretty much taken over. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm shocked about just h- how much of a phenomenon it's been. Not just our show, reality TV in general, but our show. Like, there's the people I've met at TomTom, Tom, you know, like Miley Cyrus uh, knows about our show. She's aware of different cast Jennifer Lawrence, right? Yes. This is, this is, this is mind boggling to me. Like, you know, I, the first time I met Lady Gaga, just very briefly, I had just gotten engaged to Katie and she was at Pump. I think her and Lisa are friends and she knew my name and I'll never forget that. That's insane. This is a, me too. And I, 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 I tell my, I didn't know yeah. I had my Lady Gaga story. I was actually meeting, Lisa at Pump, and this is one of my stories. Uh, Jennifer Lawrence too, same thing. She knew more about me than I knew about the show. I mean, she knew more about my what I did on the show because I don't really watch the show a lot. So she would retract episodes. I'm like, I don't even remember that. For instance, when I went to meet Lady Gaga, which I didn't even know I was meeting, I was meeting Lisa for dinner. She was just there, right? First thing I'm saying, I'm like, first of all, I'm in starstruck a little bit. You know, I'm sitting down. I'm very quiet. First thing, she grabs my arm, right? My wife, uh, my girlfriend at the time, just got her boobs done. She mm-hmm. needed to see Brittany's boobs. She's like, Jax. First of all, no introduction, no anything. Just Jack grabs my arm. Who is your girlfriend's doctor? I need to see the pictures. Like, she looks amazing. No introduction. No, like, hey, how are you? It was right into it. And she went right into an episode and just, she just knew. And I was like, wow. I was taken back. And I give, was like, give, give uh, our doctor a, a shout out. Dr. Lakey. Dr. Lakey in Beverly Hills yep. is, is, uh, Good friend of mine. I'll, yeah, good friend yeah, of everybody's. Yeah. And he's everybody's doctor at some point on this show, I think. What? What? No, I was just going to say, I love Dr. Lick. I've actually never got any work done by him. This is, and I feel like, um, your wife's um, I love Dr. Lakey. Yeah, he's the best. He's, he's everything I think my parents wanted me to be. Everybody my dad wanted me to be a doctor. He's, he's funny. He's charming. He's humble. He's and how did talented. he do so much work on himself? The dude, the dude is fucking he looks gorgeous. Like a Ken doll. I know. And I, I, I'm, I, I tell that he's always, and he's very humble about it too. I think he's just one one of the nicest human beings, yeah. you know, I was very yeah. fortunate to meet him through an ex of many years ago, but, uh, back to my, what I was saying. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. So Lady Gaga oh, yeah. grabbed you. So she grabbed, just goes to show you, she didn't even like, she didn't even, you know, pass, what, what is Monopoly Pasco collect $200. She yeah. went right into it without even an introduction to herself, grabbed my arm and wanted to know the doctor I used on an episode like that show from Lady Gaga who can talk to you and ask anything she wants to anybody. She came up to me and asked this question. Yeah. So yeah, I think it's got a huge, and, I mean, get back to Jennifer Lawrence when I did um, the bartending game when she was on. She knew, she went right into an episode and asked me questions on things and I didn't even introduce myself yet. And then we introduced ourselves later and, and She's just, they're so invested in it. They're which, invested. Which, so speaking of investment, God, he's the, the Segway king. You're the Segway king. Before we before we segue on that one, I will say <laughs> one more thing. Even though it, this has been such a wild ride and we have so much momentum, you know, and it, it is a bit of a phenomenon. Still, this whole time, I think. I've never felt secure. I've never felt like I have any job okay. security. So now you're the Segway King because I was oh. going to say the the, the, <laughs> the Kardashians have been on for 16 fucking years. I didn't even know that. 16? It's been 16 seasons. Oh, good for them. Wow. Good for them. 
Yeah, a couple of the, the, the Kylie I mean, look Kendall how Kylie, yeah, they before. were like 10, 11 years old or some shit. I mean, it's, now it's fucking. Yeah, that's crazy. She's like the number one model in yeah, the world. Yeah, I mean, they were like, they were babies. It was kid. I mean, I'm pretty sure it's the 16th season. I'm sure that E does like two a year, yeah. like Survivor. You know what I mean? Survivor has not been on for 30 years. It's been on for fucking 12, but they're in the 30th season. Anyway, they, but what they've done is they've taken what they've, they're taking, they never knew when it was going to end. So they've taken their publicity and put it into something else. You guys are putting shit into something else. You have Tom Tom, which is fucking amazing. Pretty cool. Do you think it's going to, are you going to just keep, are you going to build that? Because I mean, they just had the year and it was fucking, yeah, right? Yeah, the year we just anniversary. had a one year anniversary. It was great. Um, we had a really, really successful year. Super grateful. Uh, we're going to expand soon. And you mean in terms of like franchising and stuff? Who I don't knows? know. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Uh, but right now, you know, it's still. Do you feels see like yourself being a bar owner? Do you see yourself like? Um, I, I, I always, I always felt like on some level, I would at least be an investor in a bar. Um, I don't think I'll be a restaurateur. I don't think I have it in me. Yeah. I spent my whole life trying to get out of the restaurant industry. Yeah. But I still, I don't know. I feel like I'll never fully get out i'll always be in some way shape or form but uh i'm really really proud and honored to be a part of this one it's a special it's a special endeavor and uh i don't know i don't i'd like to have like a dive bar like honestly i'd like to have a dive bar with jackson and, and tom or something i've always dreamed about having a that would dive be a bar. fucking great like a, like a real dive yes. bar, like bayou yes yes, yes. shout out to That's bayou so we love the bayou i love the fucking i love, bayou, that. I love that guy whatever they got going on there keep it going you guys are awesome there's a place <laughs> across from tom tom if you guys ever go to tom tom and go to Tom Tom because Tom Tom is amazing, great drinks, great food. But if you ever go there, you're welcome. It's the truth. But if you ever go there, do yourself a favor and go across the street to the bayou because it's a little hole in the wall. It may scare you at first, but you'll get used to it. Yeah. You can do you can do fucking beer bongs. Highly recommend the funnel. <laughs> it's it's a it's a great, it's a great place. We know we love that place. Awesome. It's such a it's such a it's very easy. It's very brings us back to our roots. So we we, we pitched the beer bong for Tom Tom, but Lisa put the kibosh. I don't see it being. <laughs> you know what you should call it? Just don't call it a beer bong. Call it a beer pump. Ooh. And then, like, yeah. do you have some sort of. Maybe yeah, be have bedazzled it. Dazzled or like an industrial shit. Yeah, beer I mean, bong. Uh, you know how many people would want to do. Because wasn't it uh, your, your engagement party that it, uh, yes. Lisa did the bedazzled yes. funnel? Yes. That, you know how many people would come there just to do that? And people ask about the to this day they ask about the funnel. So, but you have so you weren't a part of Tom Tom. No, but you have a whole bunch uh, of shit going on. Yeah, I, I got a couple things. Uh, I partnered with Lance Bass, uh, my buddy JT, and uh, James, my buddy James Curley. We started a drink called Just Add X. Um, I partnered with another buddy of mine. I'm getting involved in the cannabis world a little bit. Uh, the thing that I like to do, you know, I'm not I'm not really. I've kind of cut back on that. Like, what, what other projects can I do? I like investing in things that I've already started, th things that are already going. So if there's projects out there that, you know. Like Rain. I fucking love Rain. Rain. Oh, yeah. Like Rain. And then um, I have, there's some, a couple other gig things going on that I've, I've invested money in. And that's kind of like the silent partner where you just kind of don't know who's involved, but people are involved. I like doing that because it's a lot of work to start a business, to start the name, to go through all the promoting. I'm, I'm really into finding out what's going on and who needs money for what project. I couldn't do it. I couldn't do percentage. what you guys do. I couldn't run a bar. I've been in the bar industry too long. I fucking, it's a lot of work. I mean, and, and it's a lot of work for them and they don't even, they don't even, you know, uh, you know, they don't even have to do a lot isn't of it, it. Isn't it ironic? Do you think it. it's ironic that you guys a bar is a, have you're always, married to that? Isn't it ironic that you guys always thought that you you always wanted to be the face of something? 
And now you're the face of fucking something. Do you right. know what I mean? Like yeah. you're but, literally but the but face also, of money. Also, it was great because you know what kind of work it, it, it takes to be the face of something. That's why going back to what I just said, I, I like projects. I find out projects that are already going, who needs a little bit of money, where this is going to go. I don't have to put any social media involved. I just right. give them a little bit of money and I collect a percentage and I go. I, I really enjoy doing it that way. But I also see what it takes to start a business and be the face of something. I mean, you literally, people lose their marriages over it. They lose their money over it. It's a scary thing. Well, I can't wait for Jackson Tom Candles to come out. Yes. We're, <laughs> after this podcast, we are going to start a candle company. <laughs> and I will have the directions on yeah, how candles. Yeah, instructions on how I, to On the back it. on how to get candle memory. Well, guys, I want to say that I really appreciate you doing this for me. This is a huge thing for a reality TV podcast to even have you guys on there. I swear to God, you guys are the two most recognizable males in reality TV right now. If not the two most handsome males in reality TV. <laughs> right. Handsome part. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, I'm, I'm four truly's deep and I'm staring at you. So. You're not too shabby yourself, Rob. Oh, thank you, Come Tom. On now. Thank you, buddy. So... Do my little EXO. Remember, guys, if you enjoy the show, please subscribe. We're available in your favorite directories, such as iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, TuneIn, Spotify, and iHeart. You can find us at Believe.com and Believe Podcast. Please rate the show on iTunes, and you can follow me at Forever's Evers, E-V-E-R-S, E-V-O-R-S. And, guys, again, I just want to thank you so much. I had a great time. No, thank this you so much for having awesome. us. Definitely do this again. For Let's sure. do it again. Yes, and you guys have inspired me to watch more reality TV, for real. And I'm going to, next time, I'm going to be a better guest. <laughs> Get <laughs> caught up amazing. on that 90-day. <laughs> guys, reality TV is better than real. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.